0: Hello, I'm Tony and welcome to the Tony Shap Show. Hello everyone. welcome to an- another new episode. And today I have a special guest. His name is Mike with Hype 4. I'm super grateful for him to be on our show. He's super busy. And I wanted to spend some time that way. You guys get to know Mike, who he is, where he's come from, where he's going with his business. He's doing a lot of exciting things, and I'm so excited to share that with you. So, Mike, please take a second to say hello to everyone.
1: Oh, hi. I'm Mike, and I've been doing this for
0: over 22 years now. Nice. Well, welcome to the Tony Shop Show. We're glad to have you. So I'll start off with, uh, you know, I have the top 10 with Tony. There's a lot of T's in there, Mike. So top 10 with Tony. But I'll start with the famous one word open. If you could tell us what is your, how you're feeling right now, if there's one word that could describe how you're feeling right now, please share that with us. Well, that would be grateful. Awesome. That's a really good one. I love it. So tell us how, tell us about your business, how you got started in the business. Tell us um, all that good stuff. So we have a better understanding of what you're all about.
1: Okay. So I started back in 98 doing some freelance web design when the web was basically just being born. And over the first few years, I worked at various different agencies uh, all across Poland and with some uh, online companies from the States as well. But at some point, I realized that I don't really want to go that corporate route you know, of a nine to five grind. And I started my own company called Hype 4. That was the idea for it was to actually do almost everything the opposite way that those big corporations did. And that led to, first of all, doing client work in the design industry. And we worked with like many really, really huge brands like uh, Viacom, Nickelodeon, MTV, Samsung, Oriflame, BMW, and more. Uh, But also, we decided that we want to explore startups and explore doing our own things. So the company is doing like half the time is doing client work and the other half is just building some of our own things. And we've built quite a lot of different things. And some of them were successes and some of them were huge failures that we actually learned a lot from.
0: Got it. Thank you. Speaking of that, tell us what's your biggest win that you've had recently and what did you learn from that? I know you had a pretty big win, not to give it yeah. away, but so do tell us about that big win. Yeah, so the biggest
1: win is our book, which is uh, currently the largest uh, book about designing user interfaces in the world. It's uh, over 500 pages. And this book actually came to be because I'm teaching design at a university here and my students asked me about the PDFs that I kept sending them after class like they were asking me which book are those from. And they were actually prepared for those students, you know, by me, especially for them after the class. So they simply told me that I should basically wrap it up in a book and sell it. So that's what I did. It took 15 months to write. But right now I'm happy to say that most of the U.S. universities own at least one copy and it's been selling really, really great. We have a 4.98 average score of the book and we only had to do one refund
0: so far out of thousands of sales. So that's really great. People just love it. That's incredible. Um, And I know going on to the complete opposite opposite side of that, you know, we talk about wins a lot, but let's talk about failures. I know it's something that's there. We all have to learn from it. And it's only failure if you don't learn from it, right? It's everything that we have. Like, you know, a lot of people say it's a, you know, it's a five-year in the making overnight success, right? So we've all experienced failures. And I would like for you to share with us a recent failure that you, you've you had and what you've learned from it. That would be great if you could share that with us.
1: Okay. It's not maybe super recent because it happened in 2013, but it's still pretty fresh because uh, if we actually – Judged our time with like the sort of hourly rate. We lost over $100,000 on it. Um, but uh, it took us a long time to make it. We were um, back in 2012, we started making a mobile game for the iPhone, and it was kind of like the internal startup of our own company. And that game was uh, supposed to be awesome, and I think it was. It still is pretty good. It, maybe it's a little bit broken right now with the most recent updates. But we like like put our hearts and souls into making this beautiful, amazing product. But we forgot about one thing, and that is marketing. Like we didn't do any marketing at all. We just thought that if we if we release a product that's just beautiful, amazing, and you know, kind of like. Huge attention to detail and really, really great atmosphere and everything else. Then people are just gonna come to us. Uh, and of course, in 2012, the app marketplace wasn't really that big yet, but it was still big enough that not doing marketing practically killed the project initially because we were getting, uh, when the game was paid, we were getting like uh, double-digit downloads for the first few weeks. So. In terms of like how much time we spent, if we actually calculated through money, it would be $100,000 for the team to actually you know quit working on client projects and do this. And uh, it turns out that we were a little bit lucky with it because like it was a complete failure. But first of all, it taught us to actually do marketing and start doing marketing before you even start uh, shipping the product. So you need to start really, really quickly. But also, we were lucky because the game was uh, picked up by some guy from uh, like a large app promoting company that normally took money for those promotions but he liked the game so much that he told us that if we make it for free for a couple days then he's gonna promote it for free as well like so he's gonna help us out for free and this whole situation actually kind of went out of control because it happens that Uh, the game quickly got to 500,000 downloads on the first like two or three days and it was so popular that at that time it was in the US App Store right after Angry Birds Space which was like the biggest hit but we didn't really get any money from it because we were supposed to make the game free and we were so like artistically inclined to be to keep the integrity of the product that we didn't really want to you know plaster it with advertisements so we, we had like a hit that we didn't really get any money from. Like the total uh, income from the game was less than uh, $2,000 with like uh, the expenses being a lot more. Uh, but we did get some, first of all, internet fame of being you know the developers of this popular game at the time. And also we got a lot of insight into the fact that you need to do marketing and you need to do a lot of marketing before you even start your first coding part of it.
0: Thanks for sharing that with us because I know sometimes it's painful to relive that, right? Because even though it happened many years ago, sometimes when you talk about something like that, that's substantial, Um, but as long as we learn from it, right? So, but thank you for taking the time to share that with us. Let's talk about expenses. What is your biggest um, business expense as of today that you could share with us?
1: Well, I think that the actual biggest expense right now is time. Because a lot of the marketing that we do is uh, content marketing. And the problem with that is that I need to actually put in my own time that I don't really spend working on client projects. And that means that um, it basically just costs more to do any marketing. Because we tried like a typical advertising and some typical marketing strategies. But for us, doing content, but really like high quality content that takes a lot of time to produce, it is actually something that takes the most toll on, on the finances because it just makes me sit in, you know, on, on one single advertising projects for a couple hours, which I would be spending somewhere else.
0: Understood. Let us know what is your, uh, what is your current on favorite online tool that you use as of today? What's, what's, what is that tool that you use right now?
1: Well, I think it's Slack for most of the communications and the community and everything else. But also, we work with Trello quite a lot with uh, you know, uh, tracking projects and things like that. But we also built our own internal tool, actually, to track time and tasks. Uh, and we're going to release it at some point. So that's another startup that we're building, that we weren't really happy with all the other tools like that, so we started building our own. But in general, I would say Slack and Trello are the two that
0: I use the most. Awesome. And talk to, talk to us about your best resources right now to acquire new clients. What is that resource you're using to acquire not just any clients, but high value clients? What is that resource that you're using?
1: Okay. So for the books, I think that the content marketing portion is uh, basically the, the best place to actually get them because uh, I started writing articles about the industry about a year ago, but I kind of approached them with like a I think, unusual sort of way of doing them. Because uh, I didn't really just write the articles. I created all the illustrations for them myself and tried to actually create them in a way that look uh, even overproduced to some people, like really, really high quality. And to this point, I got like nearly 2 million views of those uh, medium articles. So that kind of pushes a lot of uh, traffic our way. So I think that this is something that is uh, the best source, medium articles right now.
0: Excellent. And if you were in my shoes, let's flip it. What is the one question that I should be asking you, Mike, that I have not asked yet? Well, I'm not sure if that's a question, but that's something a lot of uh,
1: founders ask me. So maybe I'm going to just answer that Um, because a lot of people are trying to juggle a day job with uh, building a startup and they're trying to hold on to the day job for as long as they can, even when the startup is actually starting to get some money. So what I would tell them is that you just need to really believe in your dreams and what you're building and really quit the day job once you feel comfortable but like the sooner you do it the more energy you can actually put into the project and you'll see better returns because it's all compounding so the more time you're working on your own things and not juggling them between a day job the better the result basically
0: excellent and as we're coming to a close here let our listeners know how could they get a hold of you how could they get in contact with you if you have any questions or if you want to find out more about uh, you and, and your and your your companies as well okay so the company
1: website is hype4.com and you can read more about my books at designingui.com and i'm also on twitter at Michal malevich but you probably should put that in print somewhere because that's not that easy to to pronounce and uh to note down
0: great i'll get it i'll, I'll put it in the show notes um uh, definitely and, and here we are to the end what's your one word close we're going to sign off with this so what is your one-word close that you're feeling right now? I know we started with grateful, which was awesome. And what about your close, one-word close now?
1: Uh, well, that's that's a tough one because uh, I think that being grateful is something that I'm kind of feeling for the last few weeks. So uh, I think I would close with the same word actually because this is just something that if you put in energy and if you put in effort, then I think that you should feel grateful because it it's all kind of coming from, all the hard work and dedication so i'm grateful that i'm even
0: able to do it i love it there you have it folks there's one word open and closed we're both grateful and content marketing is the best strategy for him to acquire new clients he's he's rolling up right now he's he's come from it he's learned from his past and he's gone to where he is today having quick success and he's he's setting up his long-term play and building a bigger future so mike thank you very much for your time and thank you for sharing everything with our audience and until next time. Thank you. Take care. And there you go. I hope you enjoyed it and great to have you. And thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe and stay tuned for the next episode till next time onwards and upwards.